Hey, so thanks so much for joining me today. Today the title of my message is Santa's Not Coming, I Am. Let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, you said that when we got together in your name that you would be here. And so we thank you that you are. We thank you for your revelation knowledge. We thank you that you're preparing us to meet up with you. We just ask you to just take over this time. We give you all the glory. We give you all the glory in your name. We pray, amen. He's so good. He's so in love with us. And you know, the best thing that can happen is we can get a word from him. We can get revelation knowledge and even be corrected so that when we stand before him, we'll be right with him. So the thing is, um, the name of my message is Santa's Not Coming. I am came from something that happened two years ago, something he spoke to me. I was out Christmas shopping just actually started. It was just a few days before Christmas, and I just turned into a shopping mall. I had the radio on, um, some Christmas music playing, and a commercial came on, and the man on the radio said something that caught my attention, but before I could even process that, Jesus interrupted, and he said, Santa's not coming. I am. And I started um, realizing that um, I couldn't shop for one and that he was showing me how he felt. And he started showing me that he was jealous of all the attention that we give Santa and actually that Santa is Satan. And um, actually Corinthians says that Satan comes dressed as an angel of light. He tries to imitate God because he wants us to follow him. And that's what Jesus is saying, is that we were following after Satan, that he had us fooled into um, thinking that it's okay, and it's not okay. And so Jesus was showing me how he felt and um, how we don't, the whole thing is, is, you know, we're making this big deal out of Santa and we're preparing for Christmas and, and we're doing all this stuff, but we don't prepare for his return. We don't actually have a revelation knowledge of the revelation knowledge of the fact that he is returning and he's coming for those who are followers of his. And if we're following something else, then we're following another God. And that's Satan's ploy. He wants us to follow after him. Um, he wants us to have a God before God, and he tricks us. He comes dressed as an angel of light, and he makes you think things are okay. In the world, you know, they do. I mean, people who don't know God follow after Satan. They do, and um, they're fooled. But us, Christ followers, we shouldn't be fooled by the enemy. We should be aware. We should know the word, and that's what God is saying: is that we don't we don't know it. We don't have the revelation knowledge. We don't have time for it because we're so busy actually following after Satan. Jesus wants us to know that He's our God. And if we want to live with him here in his kingdom, and when we leave here, then we have to let go of the things of the world, and we have to make him our God, and we have to get revelation knowledge as to how to live in his kingdom right here and right now, 
and know him well enough that we recognize the enemy um, when he comes. He is going to come and try to trick you into thinking things are okay. So there's so many things wrong with this story, you know, this thing that we do at Christmas time. For one, Jesus is hurt. I mean, think of it. He came to show us the Father. He gave up his life. He made it so we can have eternal life with him. He did so many things for us. And here we are worshiping Santa, worshiping Saint Satan, and we don't even know it. That's why he told me so I could tell you. He wants us to know. He wants us to know ahead of time that what we choose now is what we're choosing for eternity. Matthew 7 he said, many on that day are going to say to me, Lord, we did this in your name and that in your name. And he's going to say, away from me, I never knew you, you who practice lawlessness. So if we don't know him and we don't even know that we're practicing lawlessness, um, well, for one, he's telling us ahead of time, and that's why you need to read the words so you know what's going on. So you need to know the things to come. You need to know what's going to happen. And he doesn't want, it's not his will that one should perish. And so that's why he's getting his word out now. He's warning us that this is the way it's going to be. And, and for real, some people are going to go to hell. But we think, we mistakenly think everyone goes to heaven. All we have to do is say this prayer. And that's not it. It's a relationship. And then we submit to his way. We represent him. We live in heaven on the earth like he did when he was here. He didn't conform to the world's way. And so as if he was here is how we are to live. He's living on the inside of us if we're Christians. And um, also, you know, as he's living on the inside of us, we're going to live as he lived when he was here on the earth. Not the way the world lives. We're conforming. And he wants us to know that. Um, in Matthew 4, Jesus was tempted in the wilderness by Satan. You know, he said, if you bow down to me, I'm going to give you all this. This is mine. I'm going to give it to you. And Jesus was showing me that we can compare that to Satan. We're saying, if you sit on his lap, then you can have anything you want. And so we're, we're teaching them so many wrong things, our children. For one, you know, we're teaching them at Christmas that it's all about Santa. And if you're good um, and you sit on his lap, then you're going to get what you're asking for. And even when they grow past that and they don't believe in Santa anymore, it's the same thing. And what we're doing is um, giving them things, making things, stuff, more important than anything else. And we're betraying Jesus. If Jesus would have said to Satan, okay, I'll bow down to you because I want all that stuff, he'd been betraying his father. And we're betraying Jesus because we're saying all this stuff means more to us than you do. And, you know, even though it's the time of the year, we should be celebrating him. We're celebrating stuff. We're making a big deal out of Santa, and he's hurt. You know, he's a real person. He's hurt. And, you know, we gotta we gotta realize that we gotta come closer to him. He is coming and he the person that isn't watching and waiting and aware of him, a person that doesn't know him, it's gonna be for them like a thief in the night. They're gonna be surprised and 
um, the door is going to be closed on them. If you read in Matthew 25, there, there were ten virgins, and five of them were ready. They're waiting. They're actively waiting, and five of them were not. They ran out of oil. They fell asleep. And, you know, people say that, well, I don't know when he's coming. He's been, it's been said forever. And so they stop watching and waiting, and they start conforming to living the world's way. And, you know, you know your first love, what happened? It started fading away. And Jesus said that if we're lukewarm, he's going to spit us out of his mouth. And so we got to get back to just living for him and not having gods before God, not having things rule us, not letting Satan toy with the things that um, we aren't to have before God, not letting Satan, you know, wave things before us and tempt us and we end up following after him. He's our God. He's actually got us, a lot of us, on a leash. The more I get to know God, the more of the things that I was hanging on to, um, he's stripping me of that I hadn't even been aware of. If we don't know Jesus and we don't get on our knees every day, we're not going to be aware even of our sin. And that's a scary part because then on that day when you're expecting him to welcome you, he's going to say, I didn't know you. And there's so much being said there. You know, it sounds to me like people that thought they were right with God. And he said, many are going to say to me on that day, we did this in your name and that in your name. So they're thinking they're right with God. You know, we were in the church play. Um, we we did this. We did that. You know, we, we gave to this family. But when you practice lawlessness um, in, in the word of God, it says if you break one law, you broke all the law. And so lawlessness is only not doing maybe everything that you're supposed to do and just doing some of it, the stuff that you think is okay, and thinking you're getting away with not doing it all, and that's not true. That's, that's not how it works. And then the other thing that he said is, I never knew you. Because if we're practicing lawlessness, we're separating ourselves from him. And so then we don't really know him if we think that we can do whatever we want, that we don't have to do his way. You know, living in the kingdom of God and serving Jesus is choosing side. It's choosing his side. It's it's choosing to represent him. So when you when you're living on the earth, you're representing Jesus. You're walking with him. You're a Christ follower. And of course Satan is going to try to get you to follow him, just like in the beginning when he tried to control Adam and Eve. He's trying to control us and he does that in your thinking. He comes into your thinking, and he uses your flesh, and, you know, he, he, he gets you to fulfill those wants that you have, and he tries to get them to be a want that is more than God. So if you don't want God more than anything else, if you don't realize that he's your source and nothing else matters, then um, you have a God before God. And, you know, we have so many gods before God. It's more than Santa. It's more than stuff. There's so much more. But as I said, you got to get on your knees and talk to him and find out in your life what that is. What What is Satan controlling you with? And... Um, 
Get it figured out before he comes. That's what he's saying. That's why I'm giving you this message today, because he wants us to know what we look like. He wants us to see clearly that we're serving Satan, and that Satan has masqueraded like an angel of light and gotten us to do things that aren't of God, that are of the enemy. He wants, he still wants to be God, <laughs> and he's trying to be your God, and in some cases, he doesn't have to try very hard because he's already got us. You know, the bottom line is, one day God said this to me, he said, many on that day think they're going to come and live with me, but um, they don't have time for me. They don't know me. They want nothing to do with me, in fact. And still they think they're going to move in with me someday. And that's what God is saying right here and right now. We don't have time for him. We don't know him. We're practicing lawlessness, yet we say that we're Christ followers. We, we're, we're teaching our children that it's about Santa you know, you might weave Jesus in there a little bit, but, you know, we're teaching them to want things, to put things, um, to put things before God, because Christmas is all about, I want this, and I'm going to get this, and all I got to do is be good. But Jesus said, let the children come to me. Let them come to me, yet we're letting them come to Santa. Let the children come to me. He, he wants to bless the children. He said, if you, if you um, lead one of these little ones into sin, if you cause them to stumble, you're better off hanging a milestone around your neck and drowning in the sea. He's some serious stuff. We're thinking that we're okay with God and, you know, we're human and we can make these mistakes. But you know, the thing is, is while we're here on the earth, we're supposed to be not only preparing the way for him by being a witness, but we're supposed to be being fit for heaven. We're supposed to be preparing to fit into heaven. And so when we're living in the kingdom of God right here and right now, it's going to be smooth sailing to move in, him, in with him when you leave here. And you're going to learn what heaven is like when you ask Jesus to come live on the inside of you and train you, teach you, correct you. And then you come into agreement with him and you're living in heaven on the earth, just like Jesus did when he was here. He lived in heaven on the earth. The disciples asked him how to pray and he said, pray that God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We're to fulfill that call. It's not going to be done on earth as it is in heaven unless we're doing it. And so if you are a Christ follower, if you're a true Christ follower, you're going to have time for him. You're going to get to know him. So on that day, he doesn't say, I didn't know you. Because if you knew him, he'd be correcting you. He, he'd be constantly correcting you and fitting you for heaven. And um, you wouldn't be in that situation then. Instead, he'd be saying, well done, thy good and faithful servant, because you were preparing to be with me. You were preparing for heaven. Um, I don't think I finished talking about the ten virgins. Five of them were ready, and five of them were not. And the five that were ready, when Jesus um, came, they just walked through the door. And the five that weren't ready, that ran out of oil, by the time they got back, Jesus was shutting the door, or the door was shut, and, and they asked to come in, and he said that, he said no. 
he said, um, I can't remember exactly what he said, but he, the door was shut on them. And so we have to be ready, actively waiting, preparing for his return. That's why you're here. You know, so many people think, say and think, I don't know what I, I'm supposed to be doing, um, the set and the other thing. What you're supposed to be doing is getting ready for heaven and representing Jesus. The harvest is plenty and the workers are few. When, you, when you're serving him, he's going to ask you to go for him, to, to be a witness for him, to do his work. There's so much to be done. We're waiting for this revival, yet we're not ready. We're, we're, not, um, we're not a willing vessel to cause that to happen. God is looking to those who believe to do his work. And, but we're so distracted, and we have all these things that are, that are going on in our lives that have nothing to do with God, but everything to do with Satan controlling us. We're, we're, we're responsible for the children, and yet we're causing them to stumble. And so this is a word of warning. I mean, it, it's real stuff. Not everyone goes to heaven. Not everyone does. Revelation tells us that if we are overcomers, then um, our name won't be wiped out of the book of life. And an overcomer is someone who believes. It's a fight to believe. Jesus said, as soon as you hear the word, Satan's going to come. It's a fight to believe. And he's going to try to steal that word from you, and he's going to try to trick you. He's going to come dressed as an angel of light. And so we have to overcome by being with Jesus every day, getting to know him, having communication with him all the time so you can always be hearing him. And then you know if you're doing something wrong and someone else isn't going to have to tell you. You're going to already know because you've met with him that morning. And um, he's going to clean you up. John 15 says that Jesus said that I'm the vine, the Father's vine dresser, and when you believe in Jesus, he's going to get those dead branches off you. We're the branches, and he, he's going to get the dead out of our life. He's going to clean us up. He said, then when you ask, it's going to be done for you. You're going to glorify the Father and prove to be true disciples of his. And so some of us are false disciples, and... Um, we're not getting our prayers answered. We're taking our kids to see Santa. We got all the stuff that we got to have. And Jesus is secondary. And um, we got to get it fixed so we can be fit for heaven. Um, I keep hearing Jesus talk to me about how he is looking at the things that we do. And he's calling it a ritual you know, we just have these things that we practice and we just think they're okay and they're not. And he's saying, come to me. Come to me so that I can show you, so that I can teach you. Come and sit with me. I'm in love with you. Come and sit with me and let me show you. Let me correct you. Let me prepare you to stand before me one day so that I can say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Look where you're going. Know that this time is temporary. It's short, but eternity is forever. And so don't live for the here and now, but start planning for your eternity. Start planning to live with him.
when you leave here and live with him right now. Be a witness for him. Make a difference. And start getting things right. If you're, if you're taking your kids to go see Santa, then stop doing it. Teach them about Jesus. Let the children come to me. Bring them to me. Start teaching them about Jesus and teaching them, getting your own revelation knowledge so you can give it to them and teach them how to prepare to live with Jesus forever. Teach them how real it is. Make a big deal out of Jesus and stop making a big deal out of superficial things that don't matter and are temporary. What is seen is temporary. What is unseen is eternal. Let the children come to me, Jesus said. Don't cause them to stumble because your judgment is going to be harsh. He's telling us ahead of time. He's telling us ahead of time. He's saying, have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying. Listen to what I'm saying. Don't just sweep it under the rug and think, I'm fine. Jesus understands. I can't be perfect. It's not true. Read the word. Not everyone goes to heaven. So if you never asked Jesus to come and live on the inside of you, I would just love to pray with you right now. He told the Holy, He told the disciples when he left, you know, they had a really close relationship and they were going to be missing him. When you fall in love with Jesus, you can't live without him. And I assume that they were feeling, they were grieving because he said, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. But the Holy Spirit's going to come, and He's going to live on the inside of you. And He's going to be all that I was for you. He's going to be your counselor, your standby. He's going to remind you of things I said. He's going to tell you things to come. And right now He's telling us things to come that we got to get it together before He gets here, or it's going to be too late. And we don't know the hour of the day. So if you've never said that prayer, you want to say it. You want to ask him to come and live on the inside of you and be your God. And then you want to follow him. Let him teach you his way, how to live in heaven right here and right now. And then be that witness for him. Represent him. Say and do what he would say. Don't, don't, don't conform to the world. Don't blend in with the world. Blend in with Jesus. Blend in with him. He, he is looking to and fro throughout the earth trying to find someone he can show himself strong to. And you don't have to be anybody special. All you have to do is be willing to believe him and then press through and follow him no matter what. And when you do that, he's going to prepare you to stand before him. And you're preparing the ways, the way for others because you're being watched. When you call yourself a Christian, you're being watched. And what we do the world thinks it's okay that we're right because we call ourselves Christians. And so they're following us. And, and if we're leading them down the white path, that's another dangerous thing. So if you never asked Jesus to come live on the inside of your Revelation 3.20 says that he is knocking at the door of your heart. And if you want to come in agreement with him, he's going to come and live on the inside of you. And remember, he's going to get the dead branches off you. And sometimes that hurts a little, but it's for your good because he's teaching you. He's preparing you. He's fitting you for heaven. And so it's a serious commitment. It's not just a prayer thinking that you got a ticket to heaven now and you can still live the way you did before. 
No, it's not. And he's not trying to take things away from you, but he's trying to give you life to the full until it overflows. He doesn't want to, he's not trying to get things from you. But when you realize that all you need is him, then like Jesus said in Matthew 6, when you do things his way, what you need is going to be added to you. You're not going to have to run after it. He's so good. He's so in love with you. If you ask him to come and live on the inside of you, your life will never be the same. You're going to go from living an ordinary life, um, maybe depressed and and having gods before God and, and all the stuff that's going on in the world, and you're going to live an extraordinary life. You're going to be happy. You're going to have peace, joy, and contentment because you have Jesus living on the inside of you. So let's pray that prayer, dear Jesus. We thank you so much that you're offering to come and live on the inside of us, to be our God and to teach us your way so that we can live free here and leave free when we live free when we leave here, so that we can be with you, so that we can have all the benefits of living with a king right here and right now. We want to represent you, Lord. We want to show the world who you are. So we're asking you to come and live on the inside of us and start showing us your way, teaching us helping us to represent you well. We can't do anything without you, you said, Lord. So I thank you and praise you that you would empower us to even be as committed to you as you are to us. We love you, praise you, give you all the glory. Give you all the glory. If you said that prayer, I'd love it so much if you let me know. And if you said that prayer, it is a serious commitment. John 1, 1 tells us, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word is God. And so this is how you start to get to know him. And then you start obeying him in John 14, 21. He's going to start manifesting himself to you. He's going to start showing you how he feels. He's going to start showing you the things in, in your life that are, are Satan and Satan trying to lead you. And you know where Satan's trying to lead you to hell. He's trying to be your God so that he can lead you, so that he can take you to hell. He already knows the end of the book. Revelation tells us things to come. It tells us what's going to happen, and he already knows, and he is God's enemy. And when you ask Jesus to come live on the inside of you, then you're his enemy as well. But you don't have to be afraid of him because God is the most powerful ever, and greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. And Jesus gave us power and authority over the enemy. And so it's all a matter of your mindset, what you know, that revelation knowledge that you have from walking with Jesus. He's just going to grow you up to the place where you're just going to not lack anything. James, in fact, says, count it all joy whenever you go through stuff, whenever the enemy comes against you, because you're going to get to the place where you won't lack anything. You're going to get understanding, and you're going to know how to live in the kingdom of God. And that is an awesome thing. He's so good. He's so in love with you. Just let me know if you said that prayer, if I inspired you today. In any way, I would sure love to know. And um, have a really, really blessed Christmas. And think of Jesus. Teach your children about Jesus. God bless you. Thanks so much for listening to